0: and find grace to help in time of need this day. We say, this is the day the Lord's made, and we rejoice in it. We thank you, Lord, for your manifested goodness, and we invite you, Holy Spirit, in this place. Help us, Spirit of grace, lift up the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen. do What we're going to do, there's a strong anointing here this morning. Last week when Apostle Mike was here, do you remember? Sunday night there was an impartation. And uh, if you were not there last Sunday night, I want to pray for you. Because there's an anointing that needs to be imparted to you. You have to, if you want the glory, you've got to get under the spout where the glory comes out. You get yourself in position to receive, and you've got to learn you catch that anointing. And what God is doing, He's preparing His people for the days ahead. Amen. And so, I want to pray for you. If you were not here last Sunday night, amen, you should know who you are. You probably had something else to do, that's fine. Beth here today. You're Beth. Okay. So I don't know where she's at. There she is. She is. We don't we don't want to leave anybody out. All all of us have to be prepared. So all I want you to do is just receive the anointing of God this morning. Amen. Amen. Step forward just a little bit would you? Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The rest of you people out there, just extend your hand. You've already received. Now get your faith out there, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Impartation. Impartation. Impartation in the name of Jesus. Receive this morning. Receive this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Receive that impartation. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive. Just breathe it in. Yeah, there you go. Just breathe it in. everybody Abraham yes I didn't forget you amen thank you father in the name Jesus impartation receive all that the spirit of grace has for you in this hour Jesus name Hallelujah. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, impartation. Jesus' name. Yeah, I do. I'm just going to go back there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Artesh. god's people said amen amen you may be seated see why do you do that because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and you all are carrying an anointing amen i believe that praise god well miss amy You're anointed.
1: Um, This Wednesday is our midweek service at 7 p.m. There's going to be both a teaching and a prayer service, so come to that. And then next Sunday, we have the opportunity to fellowship our socks off. Um, It is Donut Day from 9.15 to 9.45 tomorrow morning. And then also, um, from 4 to 7, we're going to have a family... Fun lake night um, at Muscantine. So, there's a nice swimming area there for the kids. Have them bring their swimming trunks. If you feel like taking a dip, bring yours too. Um, there's also a fishing area and a playground. The church will have the grills going, so bring whatever meat you want to throw on the grill for your family. And then also a side dish for everyone to share. And it'll be a really nice time to just fellowship with each other and get to know each other and all of that. Um, Directly after service today is a second opportunity. If you missed the first um, training, there's going to be another training right after service today for all the children's workers. If you're in the nursery, children's church, or if you work with the toddlers or preschool, we've got a new security system. And we need to get you guys trained up on how to do that so we can keep our kids safe. So immediately following service, if you go into the fellowship hall, um, Zach Steiner will be leading that training. And then last but not least, we are four weeks out from Jesus Day. Yay! Um, So we are getting close. We've got um, two more days left for early registration. So really get out, get those kids invited. We've got two more days to be entered into a drawing to win a hoverboard. Um, We already have more kids registered so far this year than we did last year on Jesus Day. So yes, praise God. Um, Let's keep them coming.
0: This weekend, as we do this once a year, we do an antique show in Tilden. And I, I love Tilden. And they're good people. And uh, Kathy's over there this morning. And we've got a little stack of Jesus Day. And we're handing out Jesus Day. And, and in fact, one family really showed uh, a lot of interest in that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, in your Bibles, you don't need to turn there, but in Isaiah 55, as I was shaving today. And this doesn't always happen. You ever had that happen, Pastor Mike? The, the phrase came, God gives seed to the sower. Say that. The Father gives seed to the sower. And, of course, that's from um, Isaiah 55. and. It says, uh, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but water the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You reap what you sow. Last week we sowed $7,000 for Apostle Mike and and his work in the Philippines. Yeah. And uh, I say this from the bottom of my heart. I pastor such a generous people. And you don't have to be a mega-church. And in fact, I've had Apostle Mike tell us that we give more than a lot of mega-churches do when he goes. That's sad, isn't it? But see, you can learn how to be generous. You can be taught to sow seed. Amen? Even in the time of famine, you sow seed. And so... Um, We're going to have the ushers wait upon you for the the offering, the tithes this morning. And then I'm going to have you stand and I'm going to pray over you and bless you for that. Amen. The Father's going to bless you.
2: First love that burns
0: with holy feet. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful.
2: Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face.
0: Sing it once more, O Lord, you beautiful. Oh. this morning, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Father, to bless your people. Lord, they sowed their seed last week into a wonderful, fruitful ministry. Now, I'm asking you, Lord, in the days ahead, I've, you said you give seed to the sower. So, Lord, provide more seed for them. May their businesses prosper. May they receive promotions and increases in their salary. May them, Lord God, come across good deals. Bless every one of these families, Lord, that are so generous. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I love Keith Green. Some of you don't know who he is. He wrote that. Amen. We've been on the subject of... God's glory, and we're going to see God's glory in the days ahead. We're going to experience God's glory in the days ahead. His manifested presence, His goodness, and we already are, but it's coming in a greater measure upon the earth, especially to God's remnant church, and you need to experience that we said and and uh just for the sake of review and we're going to go on and we said before there is a manifestation of god's glory there must be what divine order say divine order we're all getting our lives into divine order amen every area before there's divine order there must be an application of godly wisdom before there is an application of godly wisdom, there must be evidence of a humble heart. Everyone say humility, wisdom, then the order, and then God's glory. It's that process. Amen. Now, I want to open this morning, I want to read to you from from Lori Wilkie's book. It's called The, the Costly Anointing. And she just has a way of saying it, and I'm going to read this paragraph to you. And it's on the corporate anointing. See, in the days ahead, we're going to see a greater manifest, manifestation of the corporate anointing. She says the church has been destined to work as one body. Say it. One body. Before the world can be reached with God's anointing. Because the anointing and the power of God is resident within each member, we have need of one another. See, we have need of one another. In order to walk in the measure of the stature or the fullness of Christ, no two members of the body fulfill the same function or task in the same way. Look at your neighbor and say, you're different. Look at your neighbor and say, but we need different. Amen. Every part is vital to the fulfillment of God's plan, even those parts that seem less important. Now this is what I like. Listen carefully to what she says. God has no pets and has no stars. There's not better or more important in the kingdom of God, just specialized and different. Now listen to this. There are no big eyes and small U's in the work of the Lord. Everyone has a place to fit. Without each doing his part, the whole body would be lacking. God has set the members, every one of them in the body as it has pleased Him. Even the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. The conditions for a corporate anointing, and this is what we're getting into today, upon the church can be seen as threefold. They include sanctification, oneness, and unified praise. Say sanctification, oneness, and praise. These three aspects of the corporate anointing are seen explicitly during the time of the dedication of Solomon's temple. This has been our text. I'll read it to you. From Second Chronicles chapter 5. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did, and did not then wait by course. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, Heman, Jeduthun, and their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries, and harps stood at the east end of the altar, and with them and a hundred and twenty priests, sounding with trumpets. That would be something. It even came to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one. Say one. To make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endures forever, then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God she said what made the glory fill the house revealed in second chronicles chapter 5 and verse 11 are three ingredients that brought in the glory of God to such a degree that the God that God's priests could not even stand to minister in other words they hit the ground you, something comes in you know in contact with the presence and the anointing of God something has to give amen and it's going to be you it's going to be me He says there were three things. They were holiness, harmony, and praise. Holiness, harmony, and praise. Now, we're going to go on and look in your Bibles if you would. Look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to look at sanctification today. You know when you hear a word like that, you just want to (laughs) run. That's a big word, isn't it? But we're going to boil it down so it's not such a big word. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Or excuse me, chapter 4. Chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. It says, finally, verse 1, Then, my brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. How many of you want to please God? Mm-hmm. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Verse 3. For this is the will of God. Say that. This is the will of God. People say, I just don't know the will of God for my life. Read the Bible. The will of God and the Word of God are one of the same. You want to find out the will of God for your life? Then get into the Bible. Get into the Word. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. So what's the will of God for you? What's the will of God for me? Sanctification. Let's just call it like this: holiness. Holiness. That's the will of God. Then he goes on to say that you should abstain from sexual immorality; that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. You and I should know to wa- know how to walk in holiness. You should know it instinctively. You know, inwardly, you should know that. I just can't do that. I can't talk that way. I can't act that way. And how many of you know, (laughs) we're all works in progress. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His mercy. So we should know how to possess our own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. If you get to know God, you'll get to know how to walk in holiness. If you get to know the Word, you're going to know how to live your life daily and please God in sanctification. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is the Avenger of all things, also forewarned you and I, you and testified for God did not call us to uncleanness but in holiness. Say, I've been called to holiness. Now, let's look at the word sanctified. This is how I want you to see this word easily described, and I want you to say it with me. Growing in holiness. Growing in holiness, okay? So sanctified means to be clean, dedicated, and holy. See, but doesn't Scripture say as He is, so are we in this world? Is He holy? well then, you and I should be holy. Amen? It means to keep pure and clean, that destined for sacred use. You and I have been destined by the Father to be holy. Destined by the Father to be clean, to be pure. Okay, now, the Amplified Bible in, in 2 Chronicles 5.11, it says, the priest... It describes it this way. Separating themselves from everything that defiles. Separating yourself from everything that defiles. Did you notice Apostle Mike said, last week he can't watch some of the things he used to watch on TV. You you, you just can't expose yourself to that. Now, it's it's awful hard, you know, I was watching something last night, uh, Mike and I and and Kathy, about this this young man, I think he's 21 years old, and he lived in um, West Virginia, out in the wilderness, didn't have a social security card, he lived eight miles from home, I think he grew up Amish, but he lived by himself, he lived off the land, didn't have any electricity, and you know what, I don't think I've ever seen a guy so happy but he was separated he'd made that decision to separate himself from the world now he said god would call him to go to nashville to preach he wasn't an amish but he 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 looked it but he he just had separated himself and i mean the guy was (laughs) different in the beginning it was peter Santinella was interviewing him and uh He'd climb trees, saplings, and go from tree to tree like a monkey. And then he, that old sapling, would just bend down to the ground and he'd drop onto the ground. And he had a big smile. And I kept, I, I watched the thing. It's about an hour, and I, we just commented all the time. He's happy. He's happy. He's full of joy. And he was witnessing this to Peter Santanella. Um, he does a podcast you 've got if you 've ever seen it it 's interesting. He treats people well he He interviews people from all over the world, different countries, but he 's not a christian but i 've noticed lately he 's interviewing a lot of people that are christians so it 's going to get on him. but this guy it 's just impressed you know i couldn 't live without electricity he 's got a landline that 's it, no cell phone and uh, he he uses a horse and buggy. But he's happy, and he'd talk. He would talk about Jesus. He'd talk. Of, he'd call him his father. You know, that's the way we should be. Every day, have such a fellowship and relationship with God. You know, we should notify our faces sometimes to smile. We're all guilty of that. We get, you know, distressed and get anxiety and anxious about things, but we should be happy. We should be full of the joy of the Lord. Now, in the Bible, in Second Chronicles, it talks about priests. Did you know you're a priest? Yeah, it says in Revelation 1.6, To Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood and has made us kings and priests. We're kings and priests. And a priest in the Old Testament would separate himself from everything that would defile. And that's where we're at today. See, we're in the world, we're not of the world. Now you don't need to go out and live in Woodduck, you know, in the woods, bathe in the river, and whatever. Although there's times I've thought about that. I don't think I'd want to bathe in the river though. But we've got to be able to realize we're in the world and we're amongst worldly people, but we can't let that contaminate us. So we've got to learn and he talked about, you know, our the eye gate, the ear gate. Amen? The whole thing, our senses. First Corinthians chapter one thirty says this: "But of him you are in Christ Jesus, say I am in Christ Jesus." If you're born again child of God, you're in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So Jesus Christ is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is our redemption. Everything you and I have need of is in Him. And in Him we live and move and have our being. Sanctification or holiness, now listen, because this, this if you'll get a revelation of this, this is so important. Sanctification or holiness is a gift. Sanctification or holiness is a gift much like wisdom, much like righteousness and redemption that has been given to us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. How many of you would say, I've accepted Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and Savior. Well, then, very simply, the blood of Jesus Christ has made you holy. He's made you righteous. And you can try to earn that, but you might as well give up. It's a gift. Now, let me go on a little more about this because the blood of Christ has made us holy. When you and I have revelation, revelation knowledge of what the sacrifice of Jesus Christ has provided, it will change our very character. That's why you have to read the Word. You have to meditate the Word every day so you know who you are and what's yours. When you and I have revelation of what the sacrifice of Jesus Christ has provided, it will change our very character. Now, listen to this. I want you to catch this. Potentially, a born-again believer is righteous and holy. Experientially, there's a process that one must work out. Say, work out. How many of you know every day is a spiritual workout? Now, this is just an analogy. A small child might be the heir to his father's kingdom. Might be the next one in line. Okay? That's a legal thing. But he must learn the proper protocols of a king. Say, learn Learn the proper protocols of a king. How to behave, how to speak, and how to treat his people. He might be a child, and legally, he's the next one. He's the king. He's an heir. But how many of you know that king, that child, and you look in the Old Testament, there were kings who were child kings. They had advisors around them to help groom them and help train them up. It's a legal thing. He's the king, but he has to learn some things. You have to grow into that and know what who you are and what your responsibilities as a king would be. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Say, I'm a king and a priest. How many of us act like it? Philippians. Look at Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but how much more in my absence. Now listen. Listen. Work out your own salvation. That's what we do daily. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For God who works in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. Do you see it's a process? Yes, we're righteous. Yes, we're redeemed. Yes, Jesus has made wisdom unto us. We're the, we're holy. But you have to get revelation understanding of that. You have to understand and know who you are in Christ Jesus. And the only way you and I are going to do that is to get into the Scripture. The Word is a lamp to our feet and a light under a our pathway. You want light? You want the light on? Then get in the Word. If you're not in the Word, you're not going to have revelation. You're not going to know how to act as a king and priest. Yes, it's a legal thing, but you've got to work out your salvation daily. Look at Romans 12. Romans chapter 12. You all know this scripture. Romans 12 and verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that you present your bodies. I, I, I love this scripture. Who's you? I've asked you that before. Have you got it yet? Who is you? Don't say you is me. Who is really you? Thank you. The man on the inside. The spirit man. Say spirit man. You the spirit man present your bodies. In other words, you the spirit man do something about your flesh. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How are you and I going to walk amongst the people of this world by being transformed by the renewing of our mind that we might prove what is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God? Yes, you're born again. You're a child of the King. A new creation in Christ Jesus. But you still got to deal with the flesh. You still have to deal with the squirrely mind. Now, should I ask this? And I might. How many of you had any squirrely thoughts this week? Raise your hand. How many haven't? We all get squirrely thoughts. Amen? But that means, what do you do with a squirrely thought? The man on the inside has got to deal with that. What do you do when your flesh... Where's Zach? Oh, he he goes to this farmer's market. And little Charlie knocked on the door last night and brought me these two cinnamon buns. Did you see ever see those? Oh, my God. Oh, you put your flesh down. That'll come back to you. I mean to tell you, they're this big. And they're good, aren't they, Micah? Yeah. But, you know, if your flesh wants to sit down and eat 12 of them, you got an issue. Amen. And you're going to need more than a tissue. <laughs> The man on the inside. Look at at 2 Peter. 2 Peter. I'm talking about sanctification this morning. You and I have a responsibility to deal with our flesh, deal with our thought life, present our bodies a living sacrifice. In 2 Peter chapter 3.18, he gives us some instruction here. Look at verse 17 of 2 Peter 3. It says, You therefore, beloved, since you know that beforehand... This beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness. That can be easy. Easier than you think. If you don't keep your mind renewed to the Word. Being led away from the error of the wicked. But Look at verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Say, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this. If you, if you, if you remember anything, I want you to remember this. It's very simple. But it's so vital. It's so important. It takes the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to help you and I grow in holiness. How's it going to be accomplished? It takes the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to help the believer grow in holiness. Yes, legally you are holy. It's, His blood has taken care of that. But you have to grow. You have to realize and come and have revelation knowledge of that holiness. And once you gain more knowledge of that holiness, guess what? You're not going to want to watch what you used to watch. Talk the way you talk. Amen? Grow in holiness. Matthew Henry said the Holy Spirit's the author of sanctification. I like that. The Holy Spirit is the author of sanctification. So, yes, we're born of the Spirit. When we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we're born of the Spirit of God. But there's a subsequent work of the Holy Ghost. It's called the infilling of the Holy Ghost with evidence in speaking in other tongues. Amen? And see, that is vital... In growing in holiness. Praying in tongues will purge you of impurities. What praying in tongues does, it causes those impurities in you and I to rise to the service. Maybe no one here has got any impurities. It, when you and I pray in the Spirit consistently on a daily basis and exercise that supernatural prayer language, it will cause those impurities to rise to the surface, surface so you realize and recognize, i got an issue here. i got a problem here I've got, got to deal with. But if you don't pray and you're not in the Word of God, you and I are not going to be able to walk in holiness. It's that simple. The role of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in the life of the believer is to help you grow, help you and I grow in holiness. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. I'm almost done. 1 Peter chapter 1. Say, I want to see miracles. How many of you want to see miracles? Outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the glory of God in manifestation then His people are going to have to learn how to separate, separate themselves from impure things. 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, To the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Now listen. In sanctification of the Spirit. Say that. There is your answer. Sanctification of the Spirit. For obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Christ makes us holy. Say that. The blood of Christ makes me holy. The Holy Spirit sets us apart for the purpose of obedience and holy living. Do you see how important the ministry of the Holy Spirit is? How important it is to know Him personally and intimately. Look at Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. In verse 13. It says, But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit. Now listen... And belief in the truth. There it is. The Holy Spirit and the truth. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God. How many of you want to walk in holiness in the days ahead? Let me see your hands. Okay. Then you're going to need the Holy Spirit. You're going to need the Word. Or it's not going to happen. That's simple. You know, some people think holiness is, you know, going to a church. The dress goes clear to the floor. And they have all these laws. If you follow every one of these laws, you're going to make it. We're saved by grace, not by laws. But once you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you every day, teach you every day just like apostle mike last week the holy spirit says you can't watch that anymore you can't watch that anymore you've got to turn the tv off you can't watch those kind of movies anymore now it's getting real quiet in this church this applies to all of us and it might not be so evil or wicked, but you can't, you can't expose yourself to that and walk in holiness and make a difference in the world today. John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them by your truth, Jesus said. Your Word is truth. So how are you sanctified? By the truth. By the Word. Let me close with this. When I do a word study, I just go right to Rick Renner because he's the Greek scholar. And he took the scripture, I'll read it to you from Hebrews twelve, fourteen, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. This is what he says. The Bible tells us to follow after peace and holiness. The word holiness is the word hagias. It means to be separate or to be different. Look at your neighbor and say, you're really different. And look at your neighbor and say, but he needs different. Look at me and say, we got pastor different. (laughs) We're so good to have brother Bobby back. Amen. I went down. We went down. Jack and I went down to get him. And I went in and the building and sat down. And I looked through the glass, and there's Brother Bobby looking at me. Get me out of here. He says the word holiness is the word hagias, It means to be separate or be different. In this particular case, the writer of Hebrews is telling us we don't have the privilege of acting or thinking like the world. God calls us to a higher standard. God calls us to a higher standard. The Holy Spirit lives in us, giving us the power we need to walk in forgiveness on a much higher level than the world. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to walk in freedom rather than the bondage of the world walks in. We're called to follow after peace. And in the, in the Greek it means to hunt it, seek it, pursue it with all men. And we're called to walk in holiness, to behave differently than lost people behave. Sad to say, you can't tell some Christians from the world. We're called to walk in holiness, behave differently than lost people behave, but to walk in forgiveness free from offense. If we fail to pursue that kind of spiritual walk and remain in strife and bitterness, we'll never really be able to experience the tangible presence of God. How many of you, after listening to these scriptures and me exhort you, realize still got some work to do. Let's stand up this morning. Say, I'm a work in progress. But the Father is going to finish that good work. Amen. I believe that. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a good work. You're different, but you're a good work. <laughs> Let's lift our hands. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We've learned today we need you. We need the Word in order to, in the days ahead, to walk in holiness, be separate from the world. So, Holy Spirit, continue to teach us and reveal to us areas in our lives that we need adjustments so that our lives can come into order, divine order. So we can see Your glory. So we can, Lord God, experience Your tangible presence every time we come together corporately. Holy Spirit, open the eyes of the people's understanding at Harvest Church. Every member, let their eyes be understood that their eyes of their understanding be enlightened that they might know what is the hope of your calling and what is the glorious riches of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion and every name that can be named not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And you've placed all things under his feet and made him to be the head over all things to the church, which is your body, the fullness of him who dwells all in all. Father, we thank you for opening our eyes to the subject of holiness. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, even when we miss it, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every member of Harvest Church. The blood of Jesus covers their spirit, their mind, will, and emotions, and their physical body. I say no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I say, Lord God, the good work you've begun in each and every one of us, you will finish that good work. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your grace for this coming week. And I speak and declare, God's grace manifested in every area of your life. Your marriage, your jobs, your businesses, your finances, your children. God's grace, the spirit of grace flowing in us and through us to a lost and dying world. Use us, Lord God, to reach people for Jesus. I thank you, Father, this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone here that you need prayer for your physical body, your sick and body, we're going to pray. Let me get, what's what's her name? Andrea. Okay, come on up if you need prayer for your physical body. Why don't you come up? Because you, you asked me today to pray for a friend. She's in her 30s and the cancer's come back. Amen. Yes. Okay, lower back and neck. Why don't you come here, pray? You pray with me. Pastor Brad, come up here. Come yeah, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we say what's out of order, come in order in her back, her spine, her neck, every ligament, tendon, muscle, joint. In the name of Jesus Christ. Healings in the name. Lord, so I thank you for bringing understanding to her, Lord. Open her eyes to Jesus, the healer. It's your will, Father, for healing is the children's bread. So, Lord, we thank you for that anointing today to wash over her. We command pain and stiffness to go in the name of Jesus. And We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Andrea, Father, he stands for Andrea, Lord, their, their family friend, Lord. We curse every cancer cell in Andrea's body in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we command her body to come in line with the word of God. Healing is your covenant right. And I thank you, Lord, you open her eyes to Jesus, the Savior, and Jesus, the healer. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy for Andrea this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. You know, I think it's, it's wonderful when people stand for friends and family. That's, that's all right. That's, that's a good thing. Amen. Say, I'm holy because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Go out and do exploits for Him. God bless you. Thank you. Have a good week.